say home is where the heart is. So I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to episode 82. We're going to start tracking the numbers again. Episode 82 of Doubly Negative. I'm Chris, as always, here with my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you? Hi, Chris. Hi. How's it going? Oh, fuck you. No, well, we played a little FIFA. Um, <laughs> we found out that when I stop playing FIFA and Kyle starts playing FIFA, goals start coming. So um, that's... that's not fair. You scored also in that first half, but just not as many times as I did. Yeah, but in the super sub, like you came on, you tied the game late the first game, so you're the hero. Yeah, I'd definitely say that. And I'm just the guy that couldn't get it done. Oh, yeah. Maybe move a little closer. You're a little far away. All right. Yeah, we're cuddling. Um, wife's out uh, with friends, so Kyle and I, who knows what we're going to do. Mm. Um, so, yeah, episode 82. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> yeah, before we started, you're like, I'm going to spitball with the intro. I'm like, oh, wow, he's got, he's got it. Yeah. He's got plans. He's going to take us where we need to go. And now... Uh... I don't know, we're in shambles. Whenever I say like I'm gonna do something with the intro, it's literally just like the first like ten words. So were you say. referring to the FIFA thing? No, 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 no. I was referring to the episode eighty two of Chris here with my friend Kyle. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Cause sometimes I mix that up. Hmm. I throw a little wrench in it. Um Well, everybody's waiting to hear about your therapy, Chris. You went back, didn't you? Everyone's on the edge of their seats yeah, waiting to hear about I am. It. Yes, I did go back and I was um a lot more I don't want to say open, but I was very forward with what I was looking for out of the therapy sessions. And I felt really good leaving it. Um, and I'm excited for Wednesday to go back. I want to know like what what are the next steps? It was like the uh, introductory thing. And I just kind of laid it all out there. Take us through it. What happened? I brought you up. Yeah, well, let's, let's start from the very beginning. Um, So I walked in and... It was just kind of like a, hey, uh, what's your name? You know, they get all that typical stuff. Have you ever thought about like harming yourself? All that jazz. They go through that. And then she kind of asked me that question you asked me. What are you trying to get out of it? And I told her I was anxious and kind of went through that jazz. How I'm always building up the worst scenario in my head possible, no matter what the situation and um, just social anxiety in general we talked about and just kind of going down the list. I asked about the depression thing, about doing things, um, which I did get a message saying, yes, people like doing things. We didn't put the poll up. Message? So I, yeah, someone messaged me on uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah? And said, yeah, people like doing things. Oh, like, <laughs> oh all right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we talk- last time we were talking about how both of us aren't really that interested in our normal hobbies and passions that's what we were talking about last time right and we're yeah kind of just like it's a real effort to be like hey let's make plans right yeah like rather just not make plans so you brought that up so i brought that up and she said that could be due to like the social anxiety thing Mm. um i told her i mean we didn't get too deep but i kind of just touched on a few things like with the social anxiety i said oh yeah if i like I won't parallel park because if I mess it up and then people are waiting for me, I don't want people to. Oh, I wouldn't want to do that either. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, and then I brought up like, if I'm meeting someone at a bar, Mm. I'll like prefer them to meet me outside or us go together. 
because I don't want to walk in by myself. I hate walking into a new place by myself. I remember the example you shared on the podcast before that stuck with me is that you'll, if you want to use the bathroom, you'll be like afraid because you don't know where it is and you want you won't want to ask where the bathroom is no and i don't want to like walk around aimlessly walking around like people be like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck's this guy doing I, I like that example i'm trying to have dinner i brought that up yeah and what yeah. the fuck is this guy doing yeah. why is he walking everywhere yeah like i'm trying to eat dinner here like i don't want to be that guy that's not a guy no and then you know they turn around and you're like oh you went the wrong way yeah. what are you looking for bud I, I just want to say that just to be sensitive that that's my favorite example because that's the only one that i can't relate to all the rest of them, like you, you say, that makes perfect sense to me. Maybe because I have the same thing. Yeah. But that's the first one that sticks out, and I go, "Huh, I don't have that." It's weird, you know. No, it it's definitely weird. Like I'll sit there, I have to pee really bad. Hopefully, I see where it is on the. But way you don't out. want to be that guy. Yeah, I don't. That want ruins to... everybody's dinners in the whole place. Yeah, I'll be walking around, and they'll be looking at me like, "Where are you going?" And then I'm just walking through a section that has nothing to do with the bathroom. So, I'll like scope places out. Like when I first walk in the door, if I haven't been there, mm-hmm. like. Where's the bathroom? That makes sense. That's smart. Yeah. Just so I don't have to have that. I think like a lot of ex-military and mercenary guys do that for safety reasons. You do it for social anxiety reasons. Yeah. 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 Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Jack Bauer of social anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> in my head at all times. You've got like me as an assistant on the computer at home. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, where's the, where's the schematics? Is there a bathroom in here? Yeah. Yep. To the three o'clock, Chris. Three o'clock. God damn it. <laughs> Something happens where I can't get to three o'clock. Yeah, there's a handicap woman. There's a wheelchair in the aisle. Oh god, so I can't get to three o'clock. That's a whole episode. So I need a I need a detour. Um, today it happened actually too. We were in the drive-through. We we're getting some breakfast at Elena's. Shout out, really good. Um, and Michelle said, "Oh, there's a trash right there. Can you take this trash bag and put it in while we were waiting for the food?" So in my head, I went. I said it out loud because it was ridiculous. I said, I'm going to pull forward. I'm not going to be able to get the trash in the trash bin, and I'm going to be pissed. And she kind of looked at me like, are you kidding me right now? I was like, yeah, this is the, these are the things I worry about. Mm. Like, I'm going to pull forward. I'm not going to be able to get the trash in because it's full. And then all the trash is going to fall out. I'm going to have to get out of the car. Everyone's looking at me. They're all going to say, oh, man, that sucks. Poor guy. I don't want to be that guy. Mm. Yeah. Is that what you relate to that? Like, I relate to that. All right. If I do this... This, this, and this could happen. And, and sometimes it does. Yeah. And then you're like, man, I fucking knew it. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's me. Yeah. So it's, uh, like, you gotta just throw it out. You gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta face this. And since it was such a small deal, I was like, yeah, sure. We pull up, I get to the trash, I go to push it in. It's not full, but it doesn't all go in. And she just immediately starts laughing. Oh, uh, that's not what you want. No, no, no. I, it was funny because mm. it was such like a small, like, lighthearted thing and in my head i knew me even pointing it out was ridiculous so did you give her one black guy or two um well she's not here because she's at the walk-in yeah. i wasn't going because of the implication sure um she's fine she's out with friends getting drinks sure yeah um <laughs> saw that blood on the carpet when i walked in that totally unrelated <laughs> no it seems crazy totally unrelated um yeah, so I did laugh at it, um, but got to work through it. So these are, this is, we're kind of going through the list of things you brought up in the therapy session. Yeah. And um, obviously it's the first session. You can't really, like you said, you can't go deep into any of these things. You're, it's like getting acquainted. Hmm. First date. How'd you feel? 
No, I felt good. I felt excited to go back afterwards. I hate like with the social anxiety leading up to going there. It was one of those things that would pop in my head all day and be like, oh man, you got to go meet someone new that you're going to spill your guts out to. Oh, I hope this goes well. Yeah. Stuff like that. So it was um, an all day thing. When I got there, I was pretty relieved. I did the awkward thing. Um, Another thing I worry about is initial greetings. That gets me. So I was sitting on the couch waiting for her to come out. She's like, oh, are you Chris? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, come right this way. And she extended her hand like to point where to go. Mm. And immediately in my head, I was like, shake her hand as I was sitting down. So I went to shake her hand as I was sitting down. And I was like, shook her hand, got up. And in my head, I was thinking, I really hope she don't. She doesn't think I expected her to help me get off the couch. <laughs> like something like that. <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, uh, initial greetings really stress me out. Oh, dude, I got a terrible story for you. This is going to. It's one of those that's like, it makes me cringe thinking about it. Not that long ago. I can't wait. Oh, so I was in a not interesting place not long ago. Let me guess, Bali. That's right. And uh, my lovely girlfriend, Tika, she would attend these kind of religious, um, what is it? I, I guess it's kind of a ceremony where the idea is you cleanse your aura, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Like almost like a baptism thing. Yeah. And the the lady who, the, the important one, she's kind of the powerful one. Like she's the one that has some sort of special vision or something like that, right? Like the priest. Yeah, if you will. Yeah. She doesn't speak any English. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I walk in with Tika. There's a few people. There's there's that lady and then there's a few other people and kind of say hi. And, you know, a couple of them speak a little bit of English. I speak a little bit of whatever. So do all that. And then... um the lady's actually the quietest one. And I kind of make eye contact with her a little bit. And then Tika kind of whispers to me. She's like, she wants to shake your hand. But I didn't know if she was talking about the lady or the dog right next to the lady. The I, sh- dog? I shook the dog's hand. Because in my mind, it was the, the stakes were worse. Like if I, if, if I'm wrong, if, if, if it is the dog that wants to shake my hand and I shake the lady's hand, it's going to be worse. Like she's going to like yeah. pull her hand away. And I like, so funny. like, maybe I shouldn't try to shake her hand because what if, yeah. What if there's some rule? Yeah. So if it, I shake her hand, she's going to, so it seemed safer to shake the dogs. So I shook the dogs and then Tika goes, no, not, not the dog. Her. I'm like, oh, did she bust your balls with about that no no she probably this is probably the first time she thought of it listening to this right now (laughs) oh that is so funny but it comes from past trauma i don't know if i told you this one this is another one very similar all right really really quick sorry i love this really quick so i might have told this already because it's really bad but in my mind i was going to this um this what do you call it monastery in thailand I, i went there a few times once a week to meditate you definitely talked about the monastery before i don't remember the story though so there was this one monk who was half Thai and half American. His English is perfect. And he did like a private meditation course for me and my uh, my girlfriend at the time, my ex now. And super cool, taught us to meditate, talked to us and everything. And as we were leaving, I went to shake his hand. And I didn't know this, but monks, I guess, do not make contact. They don't make physical contact. He would not. At all? I guess not, because I, I stuck my hand out. And he did not reach for it, but I kind of left my hand there. Like I like insisted upon it like a little bit too long. And then he shook my hand 
And it was so awkward. Like I knew he wasn't supposed to, like he didn't want to shake my hand, but he did to be polite. And I was, I didn't know what to do either. Uh, you, and, would, you would think a monk in that situation would uh, say, listen, I'd love to, but I can't. It was just, it, it all happened in just a second or two, right? This, this moment where I stuck my hand out, I recognized the look on his face, but I failed. It all happened so quickly. Yeah, but I think that's on the monk. Mm. There's no way for you to understand or know that you can't do this. I have no fucking clue. That's on him to say, listen, I can't. Yeah. Well, I think the nature of this thing anyway is that nobody really cared except me. But it's it's another one of those things. And I think that the trauma from that makes me not want to shake hands with people who have some sort of prestige mm. in the spiritual realm. <laughs> All I'm saying is if there is a hell and he ends up there, just know it's your fault. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to make it like too heavy, but like if what he's practicing is correct, yeah, it's, and he it doesn't go where he wants to go because he's not supposed to make bodily contact, and I forced him to. I raped him actually. Disreg- yeah, that was uh, that's assault. Yeah, disregard anything else that's happened in his life, uh, that he's done poor decisions. That is probably the reason. Yep, my lack of care for his consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. It's like he gave it to you, but he didn't want to. Yeah, you know, you kind of coerced them with. Uh, oh yeah, it's right there. Just take it. Yeah. So, well, I think uh, back to your yours with your therapist. Deflecting. <laughs> I think that was enough of that. Yeah. If there's anyone that has seen social anxiety and people acting weirdly, it's going to be a therapist. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. So. Does that make you feel more comfortable or less? No, because if I was her, I got a kick out of what I did. Mm. I'm like, ah, this fucking guy, he doesn't get it. Doesn't get it? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know how to be a person. <laughs> he can't socialize. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm just overthinking it in my head. She probably thought nothing of it. Yeah. But it was like, it ended up being like a handshake, pull away in the room. Mm. So that was that. Uh, but um, no, definitely felt w- comfortable. And uh, like I said, excited. I'm excited for the next one. And I told her I was going to take notes for your suggestion. I brought you up. Brought you up on a few occasions. Notes? Notes. Like be prepared for your therapy sessions, like you said. Oh, right. Like so, things that happen throughout the uh, week. Okay. I will say therapy is coming up on Wednesday. I have zero notes. <laughs> I thought about some stuff today and then tried to re-remember it and forgot. So... I don't have any notes. Why else did you mention me? Um, well, she was like, do you have anyone to like, talk to about stuff? And then I said, W negative, check us out on Spotify. Yeah. Smash that like button, <laughs> hit the downloads. No, but I told her we have these conversations once a week. Mm. And then I told her we do it and we publish it. Um, she said, what are you, fucking stupid? She said, you're not going to go anywhere. Like, yeah. like, you're going to make money off of being a sad bitch? She's like, wow, that's embarrassing. Thank God you're married, because you're drying girls up. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> She's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it went well. And I th- those are the two occasions I brought you up. Hmm. How we have these conversations every week, and how you also suggested that I bring up that I need to be poked and prodded for information sometimes. Hmm. I don't remember saying that, but it makes sense. You did say that's it. a smart thing for me to say. Yeah. Wow. You're so intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it went really well. I'm excited to go back. Cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
What's going on with you? Um, well, I remember last time I came over, I was telling you about the meditation retreat I did mm-hmm. and how I was feeling kind of centered after that. Ironically, uh, I think maybe the next day started a downward spiral where I was just totally out of control emotionally. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like I really felt pretty present doing that meditation thing. And then in the, in the days following that, oh, I don't know, man. I, so I think I might've brought it up. I'm sure I did. Being home kind of brings up old emotions. Yeah. And I think I was getting in my head about people's expectations of me. Yeah. Which is something I, I definitely talked about last episode too, but it's, it's definitely all in my head. No, but it's, it's, it's a lot. So don't, you don't have to preface it with, I talked about it last episode, but yeah, yeah, because it is something you're processing currently and going through. And I'm sure a lot of people would appreciate to hear that. Okay. Yeah. So it's something that is at the forefront of my mind being home. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm with all these people that I haven't seen in a year and a half, friends and family, whatnot. And I feel that they're expecting things from me whether it's my time or my attention or especially me to be a certain way. For some reason, I always think that other people want me to be a certain way. And maybe that's energetic or happy or something. So if I'm not feeling that, I end up with this kind of dissonance inside myself. And I feel like I'm not being what I'm supposed to be. So it's kind of like, so when I open presents on Christmas, Mm. I feel like I need to really ham up how much i like the gift yeah this is exactly it yeah that's it that's the comparison i can draw yeah that's it from that just oh my god i love it because if you don't they're like oh did he like it yeah so it's kind of like is he as happy to see me as i'm as happy to see him Mm. so that's probably in your head and i don't want to put this in your head but Uh as far as you feeling like you need to like be the jester for that hangout session. Like, mm. Oh, look how, I mean, you missed me. Look how great I am. This is going well. This is doing like, you need to, you feel like you need to really make their experience that much more enjoyable. There might be some of that too. If I hang out with someone once a month, I mean, I say once a month, it seems like very far in between, but that's, that's a lot for our age. I feel like once a month you hang out with them. There's not that pressure of like, oh, I need to make sure they really enjoy this. Cause I want them to want to see me again. It's kind of, uh, I don't know. This is what we do. We hang out. We're comfortable. You need to like kind of get reacquainted because it's been so long since you saw them, and then kind of relieve that impression of oh, I really like hanging out with Kyle because you don't have those opportunities to cement the hey, I'm cool to hang out with. You're gonna want to see me. Mm, that's it too. Yeah, because it could become a thing where oh, me and Kyle hang out all the time. He moves come back once a year it's good it's good it's good and eventually it's not good next year you don't hang out when you come home there's that kind of expectation of not expectation but the feeling you might have of i need to make sure they want to see me next time i come home i think there's that yeah yeah that's stressful yeah and um this combined with just my mood hasn't been great in general and uh, yeah, I ended up in this headspace where I guess I felt like I needed to rebel against that. So I, I have this feeling I have to be what other people want me to be. And then this this um, competitive 
feeling like, no, I don't want to. And then I got into this space where I kind of behaved, acted and thought and felt like a child. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And I kind of did that to to everybody I was talking to, um, texting or, or around. Like I kind of had a conversation like that with my mom where I was like, well, why am I doing things if I don't want to do them? I was kind of like aggressive in the conversation that didn't go well. Yeah. And then the worst one, of course, was with Tika because the the significant other always gets the brunt of it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Is that everybody or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe not. Yeah. Yours gets the black eyes. So. Two. Yeah. Well, don't ask me to do things I don't want to do. Exactly. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. It, but the, the fucked up thing is like I was acting that way and in the moment. I mean, part of me felt part of me definitely knew that I was a little bit off center. Yeah. But at the same time, there was logical reasons for everything that I was thinking and feeling. Yeah. And I, I don't want to be that guy, but you're not wrong for thinking and feeling that way either. Right. Like I sound like a tickle. You're not wrong for feeling that. Those mm. are your feelings. But no, no, it's true. You, you're not wrong for feeling that certain way. That's how you were feeling. Yeah, it's a part. Um, that's what I started learning about too. It's so my my therapist. I don't know how much I talked about this already, but he's using this model called internal family systems. Mm -hmm. Have I talked about this? You kind of mentioned it last episode, but yeah. Well, I, I I went and I rented a book from the library that the guy who invented this stuff wrote, and uh, so I'm understanding it more now. And the idea is that all of us are made up of all these different parts. Um, and different parts think and feel different ways. So the part that I was driving me earlier last week when I was kind of like a child was, uh, I, I don't know, w whatever that part was, it was acting against the interests of my higher self, the self that knows like, oh, don't act like that. But that part is still valid. And this is the point that I uh, like what you yeah. said. It's true that all, all parts are valid. Yeah. They need to be listened to. But I let that part drive too much or maybe it was just inevitable. Maybe I shouldn't blame myself. I don't know, but that's what happened. And I, I felt bad about it. Here's where I get kind of like confused with this whole thing. So like you referenced the higher self mm. is the higher self kind of pointing you in the right direction, telling you this is the right thing you want to do. Yeah. So I'm kind of quoting from this book and I'm not sure if I agree with this or if, if it's based in anything. But Richard Schwartz is the guy that wrote the book, and he's saying the higher self always is acting in the best interests. It's it's uncluttered by insecurity and fear. It's acting out of love, a desire for connectedness. But the best interest of who? You or the person on the receiving end? Because I think I go back and forth with this a lot mm. where it's, oh, this is the right thing to do. You should be wanting to do this. But then the other side of me is saying, at the end of the day, what do you want to do? Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily about, like, I don't know if it's about doing something that you feel like you don't want to do necessarily, but it's about whatever you decide to do, doing it compassionately. And it's how you relate to other people. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the whole being present in the moment and enjoying yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, that's what it is. Like yeah. with the meditation, being present in the moment, that's what it's teaching you how to do. Yep. And it's not just in that moment when you're meditating, it's when you're doing anything. Oh, I'm here. Like, I'm trying to find a good example in my personal life, but I can't. But if you're out doing something and you're thinking about, oh man, I'd love to be doing this right now. 
why are you robbing yourself thinking about that thing you want to be doing and not enjoying the thing you are doing? Because the thing you're doing is also pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I think what this this theory IFS, I think what it would say is that if you're present doing whatever you're doing, that's yourself. You're you're allowing yourself to come through. If not, if you are distracted, you're consuming substances, you're, you're trying to get away from the present moment in any way. That's one of your parts trying to protect you from the present moment because there's too much pain there. Um, yeah, so so whenever you feel distracted or you don't know what's going on, that's that's one of your other parts stepping in. It's it's interesting, and I'd like to read the book. What's it called? Uh, this guy has a few of them. This this book is called No Bad Parts. No Bad Parts. Mm. And the whole theory is that, so you got a bunch of parts. It could be who knows how many. I would like to see, I'm interested in how he breaks down the parts. Does he define them specifically in the book? Like what the parts are, where they're like, where they could potentially be coming from. Like, oh, this is from your childhood. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's like, some sort of trauma occurs usually in childhood and then you 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 create a part of yourself to help you deal with those types of situations so then later in life anything that feels like that situation that created the part triggers that part and it says no i'm going to protect you from that with this strategy that we created what a, a long time ago yeah and the idea is in this type of therapy it's you get to know these parts and instead of um stuffing them down or arguing with them you listen to them you're compassionate with them and then hopefully they'll they'll transform um and the idea is a lot of them they don't even know who you are they think you're still a kid so when they learn about you too they realize oh no you've got it under control they kind of relax and they they don't have to keep doing all the aggressive things they do because they might lead you to be violent or angry or whatever they're just different strategies to cope with things that feel too hard all right. So it's kind of like working you out of these defense mechanisms that you developed as a child in these situations that may come up in everyday life where you don't actually need to use those defense mechanisms. I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that seems like a very valuable book to read. Yeah. And I don't know if um, I'm becoming more aware of it or my de- mental health is declining, but yeah, but I, I definitely see it more now where i can notice more quickly if i'm if i'm kind of messed up and uh i think that's just you becoming more aware maybe i don't know last week was tough yeah but it could have been tough because you're more aware of like oh this is why i'm feeling this like i don't know i'm not trying to say you're talking yourself into it but um like I said, you're aware of it. So maybe it's just at the forefront of your mind. Like, oh, this is what's happening. Mm. This is why I feel this way. Maybe. It's also tough because sometimes when you get in those moods, you try to find a reason why you're feeling that way. And you could blame it on something that it's that's not causing it. Yeah. Human mind's fucked up. Yeah. It really is. Oh, I could feel this way because of that. But really, you got this thing in the background just nagging you hard. Yeah, so you give her a black eye. Well, yeah, don't tell me to do something that I don't <laughs> want to do. Yeah. No, it, it, that's the hard part, though, is when you when something does upset you and it it kind of transforms your internal world and all of a sudden your emotions are much stronger. 
you might feel like you know what's going on, but you won't until later. And that's what happened. I mean, even saying like, oh, I'm aware of it. I'm only aware after, actually. I mean, in yeah. the moment, I was kind of like, hmm, this doesn't feel good. And and so so what happened? I'm not going to describe it specifically, but I ended up texting Tika something. And before I did it, I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. No, just wait. Don't do that. And you try to and you talk yourself yeah. to do it eventually. I, I did it. Yeah, I texted her and I knew I shouldn't. And then I was down this whole road that I, I felt like I couldn't come back from. And while I was in it, I was so confused. And it lasted like 24 hours, maybe even longer. And then afterwards, I can say, oh, okay, maybe that's what happened. But when I was in it, I, I felt like I didn't have any control. Yeah. There is, especially in relationships, there are like some things where you feel like I absolutely have to say this or it's going to bother me. Mm, yeah. Um, I even had that. I'm not going to get too specific, not in my relationship, but in friendship, someone I commingle with where I wanted to say they reacted to something that I said with something that I didn't like. And I wanted to say something, but I didn't. Mm. And I knew the right thing was to not do it. But even afterwards, I felt, man, I really should have said it. I really should have said it. And I still regret not saying it now. Even though I know the best outcome was me not saying it and letting it kind of brush over. But it's so hard to take those feelings and not fucking say what you want to say. And like in this this situation with you, it's so hard. It's tough, man. Yeah, I don't know if there is a right or wrong either. Because even if you said it, what would happen? Um, yeah, exactly. It could have spiraled into something that way bigger than it should have been. Or I could have gotten that satisfaction. It's kind of like a risk reward type thing in those situations. It's like gambling. Oh, I could bet 50 on black and win 100. Or I could play it safe, keep the stack I have, bet 10 on black and slowly build a bankroll. Mm. Let me slowly build the bankroll. That's what I did in my situation. You were just like, it's out there. Yeah. Well, the tough thing about it is, and I don't know how I feel about this as I say it, but it was very unpleasant. Mm -hmm. And I definitely put a couple people in uncomfortable positions during my tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure if it was a bad thing really maybe it had to happen maybe like you're saying like maybe if i didn't say it it would still be festering maybe i had to like go through it to move on the other yeah. side yeah yeah it's like um i don't know you feel better after having these conversations right yeah and these are things you still stick by granted you might not have presented them in the right manner you feel better having gotten your message out there rather than not you just wish you kind of put them in a nicer package something like that yeah yeah had i just you know expressed my feelings in a way that wasn't going to affect someone else negatively that's better than but it's tough because you're rea you're reacting with emotion that's how you're feeling and you're getting this visceral feeling from the situation yeah so it's very tough to take that very strong feeling and shrink it down into something presentable yeah. Yeah. And when you do that, what happens? Um, the people that you present it to are saying, what the fuck is this? Mm. So you have, that's why like taking time to process things is important. You know, process it yourself before you throw it out there for everyone else to see. 
but then you get to a point where you feel like you're holding it in too long. Like it's, there's no right answer. I just think, I mean, I don't know the situation you're talking about specifically, but kind of processing it, understanding their side before you present it to them. That's probably the most important point. Present like ac accepting their side and kind of developing your own understanding of why they feel the way they do or why they acted the way they did. What about your situation? So you said something, somebody reacted, and you wanted to tell them off, mm -hmm. but you didn't. Yeah. What's the worst possible thing that could have happened if you did? Um, It would have just caused some, you know, some friction. That's all. That would have been blown over. The consequences weren't terrible. But like I said, I'm trying to, like, like I just said to you, I'm trying to process things and kind of just let the small stuff go. Hmm. Because in the grand scheme of things, would it have been worth it? Probably. I mean, it could have been, actually, because the consequences are so small. But wasn't feeling like a, gamb like a gambling man. And now, like, part of you wishes you said it, but it's not that big of a deal, right? No, I mean, nothing changes if I said it. Yeah. So. It's just such a hard thing, because I guess there's, there's got to be a fine line in there somewhere, because. And everyone's line is going to be different. Yeah, because if you, if you never act on it, you never say what you're feeling, then you're just stuffing it all down, and people don't even really know who you are. Yeah. So, in my situation, I've had other we've me and this guy have clashed before we've clashed before yeah and i have you know kind of said my piece mm. and it felt good nothing happened so maybe it's kind of picking your battles and accepting the ones you've won taking your losses and just moving forward with that relationship whether it's your significant other work family friend you pick your battles yeah because people i feel like people always reference picking your battles in like your intimate relationships but you got to do that with your your friendships and family relationships as well you got to pick your battles you always hear it referenced with intimate relationships hmm. what i'm thinking now is that maybe it depends on where you're coming from for example, I'm the type of person that historically I've always kind of stuffed things down. Yeah. So same. maybe my path to growth is actually saying things more and not picking my battles more. Maybe even though it'll cause, it'll create some waves. Maybe, maybe I actually need to find out what happens when I say things. Whereas maybe the opposite type of person, somebody who's always spouting off, maybe their path to growth would be holding back. Maybe it's different for every person, every situation. Yeah, and I think that path to growth leads to a, a happy medium. Right, yeah. You've been suppressing it for so long. Maybe you're overreacting. This isn't me accusing you of overreacting. Yeah. But maybe you're overcompensating for the stuff you've been stuffing down for so long, and you're going to eventually find that happy medium. Yeah, it's like a kid learning to walk. you got to make mistakes. But at some point, we just decide to stop making mistakes because we're too afraid yeah we try to do it safe all the time or or that's what i was doing yeah i do that too that i think that's part of having anxiety is playing things safe like yeah. i know the outcome if i take this path 
yeah, that's why you're looking for the bathrooms before you even need to use the bathroom. Yeah, because you want to be as safe as possible. I know the path. Yeah. There's zero room for error. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, it makes sense. You just, you take the path of least resistance. And uh, that's why I struggle with weight and all that other stuff. And everything we've been talking about for 82 episodes, it's the easiest one. Yeah. And sometimes the easiest one isn't always the right one. And it's finding that happy medium of, oh, I need to push myself a little here because I'm being slighted in a way. Because you're being slighted. Or not slighted, but because I feel like if you're being slighted by definition, someone's kind of like taking advantage of you or putting you down a little mm. bit. Um, you're doing yourself a disservice of letting this happen to you. Uh, popular metaphor, being a doormat. Right. You don't want to be a doormat. And you think that's related to things like body image issues? I mean, kind of, depending on how you look at it. If you're taking that much stock in what other people may potentially think of you, yeah, you're kind of letting their potential thoughts dictate how you look at yourself in the mirror. Mm. Yeah, I was listening to this um, this YouTube talk the other day um, by Professor Sam Bachnan. I like this guy. I've heard the name. Yeah. And he was talking about how there's a new theory. Um, I don't know if it's his theory or not, but the idea is that most mental illnesses and disorders actually come from the same place. So when people talk about bipolar and borderline and codependency and all these other things, they're just different expressions of the same thing. So they might not even be distinct, really. Okay. And... Um, that's why the, the comorbidities are so high too. Like somebody that has one of these things is very likely to have at least one more. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure exactly where my train of thought is going, but I guess it has to do with something. If if you've got this type of thing, anxiety, depression, whatever it is, something is just making you think too much. And there's all these different things you can think about. And if you're thinking about your body all the time, maybe it's bulimia, anorexia, body dysmorphia. If you're thinking about relationships all the time, maybe it's avoidant. Maybe, you know. It, yeah, it's just, it, all, it all has to do with overthinking something. Yeah, it's very, very dumbed down, very oversimplified. I'm sure it's wrong, but it's it kind of no, makes but, sense, No, it right? kind of makes sense because yeah. that's what anxiety is, overthinking things. Hmm. What's going to happen in the future? I don't know. Let me Let me try to think of all the possible outcomes and how I can best be prepared for those. Yeah, and well, I guess it kind of makes, yeah, it I think from, that that's anxiety, just overthinking and trying to be best prepared for what might happen, even no matter how unlikely it is, you want to be as prepared as possible. Yeah. And if we're going with this model that I was talking about earlier, it does make sense because you're a kid, you're in the present moment. Oh, boom, trauma, you're hurt. And now you learn, oh, there's things I got to watch out for. I can't be in the present moment. I got to be on guard. Yeah. I got to think about things. I got to think. And then now you're 30, whatever, and you're not even in the present moment because you're always thinking about things that might hurt you and trying to get ahead of them. Yeah, this happened. This sucked. How do I avoid making it suck this much? Yeah. And then instead of protecting yourself from these things that may or may not hurt you, you're in just this constant state of discontent. 
anxiety yeah. or depression or all these other fucking things. You spend all your all of your mental and emotional assets on protection, like the U.S. government sending money to Ukraine to be out of war, <laughs> or what the fuck? <laughs> you, you know, you're, you're spending too much cash when you need cash somewhere else. Yep, like with the homeless thing in Texas yeah. <laughs> or in L.A. and just abortion. Just you know, these people killing babies. It's wrong. No, 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 no. It's not. Oh, <laughs> this is the last episode of doubly negative no i mean you gotta <laughs> <laughs> i voted for kevin fung don't know who that is oh really no I, don't, I didn't follow anything i all i know is dr oz got buried oh dude there was so was he running mm. really uh trump endorsed oh i don't think it went well yeah, no, there was so many billboards and commercials and stuff about this guy, Kevin Fung, and he was like... I thought it was Alan Fung. Oh, yeah, it is Alan Fung. <laughs> no, I went to a, I went to college with a guy named Kevin Tan Fung. That's why it's stuck in my head. Yeah, he's a really funny guy. Uh, he's... <laughs> I voted for Kevin Fung. That just shows you shouldn't have fucking voted. I didn't vote. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. And everybody hates this guy, Alan Fung, too. Oh, everyone hates Alan Fung. Because he's against abortion. Yeah. Man. <laughs> that's why I voted for Kevin Fung. <laughs> and then I'm so dumb that I was like, you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, can't believe you voted for Kevin Fung. Well, yeah, I didn't know Dr. Oz was running. In Rhode Island? No. I, I don't... I'm going to regret saying this out loud, but <laughs> what were people voting for recently? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and people like, you keep... You it's got to be local stuff, right? I, that's what it is, right? I don't know. I feel like there was other... Maybe this is... Get... You know what? Nobody knows because I asked my mom about this guy, Kevin Fung or Alan Fung. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know, he's a senator or something, or he wants to be a senator. Yeah. Like, nobody even knows, dude. No, I I feel like a lot of people do know. No. And I also. A bunch of assholes. I mean, we've got shit on for being guys that are in the middle yeah. before. This is why. I'm not in the middle. I'm all for Kevin Fung. Yeah, he's uh, he's a, a staunch Kevin Fung supporter. Yeah, the guy from college, not not the politician. Yeah, he was a good guy. It could be his father. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Race, is that racist? I'll leave that to the viewers. They're definitely both Asian. Well, why do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think that? Fung. <laughs> and that they look fair enough so um <laughs> kevin fung i can't go over kevin fung yeah no yeah i um that's why we don't get involved in politics because what you just heard is um what we know about politics yeah and it's just stupid anyway yeah so i was thinking that these elections were to push people to the point not push people to the point, but get talking out of my ass here. What are you talking about? Kind of, it was to like, all right, so who's running for president from the Democratic Party and the Republican Party? That's what I thought these elections were for. Like, all right, I don't think you made so. it. No, you made it. it's no. like um basketball tryouts or something. I don't think so. I you think made JV, but I are you gonna make the varsity? <laughs> yeah. It could be. I think it's other stuff. It could yeah. But there's a lot of politicians that need to be in politics. <laughs> what? We there, know what we're talking. There about. is senators and we're gonna be at the Congress. Top the, we're gonna be at the top of the political podcast charts by the end of this dude, conversation. Dude, there's senators and congressers and mayors, congressmen and women, and 
Go on. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, don't know. All I know is Joe Biden's um, little... Oh, we're going to cancel student loans thing. Might not be happening. So if you're a student in crippling debt... Mine are gone. Didn't you go to college for free? Yeah, but I still took out some loans just for like the dorm costs. And they're gone now. White privilege. Yep. That's that is. I'm white. And I approve of this message. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I'm Kyle and I approve this message. Yeah. So um we got really off the rails of the politics talk there. And it's my nothing, favorite part, though. Nothing of substance was said. <laughs> no, it derailed the whole podcast. If you've listened this far, you've wasted your time. Obviously. No, I haven't. <laughs> this is um, this is how our brains operate. What value was derived from the talk about Alan Kevin Fung? Nothing, but it's funny. Uh, hopefully, yeah. If you don't think it's funny, then don't listen to the podcast. Mm. That's funny. Do you ever wonder what you're doing, by the way, with this podcast? Because I started to wonder that more and more. What do you mean? Like, what are we doing? Just a couple guys catching up. I don't even think of it like I used to be so obsessed with, oh, we're getting downloads, we're getting this, we're getting that. I don't even think of it as us doing a podcast anymore. I just feel like these are conversations that we have. And I'm not even doing it for the download numbers. I'm not doing it to potentially make money off of this. I'm doing it because I enjoy it. That's a pretty healthy, secure way of looking at it. And and it's going to make you feel real bad if this is the way you're going to tell me you don't want to do it anymore. No, no, no. No, maybe I'm foreshadowing, but... No, no. no, I'm not thinking like that, but maybe it's a sign of where my mind was at, that I was only seeing the negatives of it. Like a few days ago, I was thinking about like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, it is a normal thing. It's embarrassing. First of all, like to just talk about our problems and stuff. And then we talked about, we, we wanted to talk about this last episode, but we didn't get to it. It's like, it's weird. Also like having conversations with people that listen to the podcast yeah. and they know stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. And you feel bad because they know that well they have a window into your soul from listening to this podcast where we have no window into theirs unless they have a podcast but they don't it's like that thing we've talked about shared vulnerability before Mm. we walk in with that yeah kind of like oh they know that i struggle with these things it's strange it is but it's something that i look forward to every week and obviously, I'm sure we both had times where we're like, I really don't feel like fucking doing this right now. But every time after we do it, I'm like, oh, I feel way better. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like I've gotten a lot out of it. Personally. Oh, somebody should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's um, There are times where I say, what, what, why are we just putting our thoughts on the internet? I mean, even if you said today, I don't want to do the podcast anymore. I'd still want to have like weekly conversations like this. I would 100% want to do that. Therapy session number two. Yeah. Yeah. Would we do it? Because we both hate making plans and obligations. Who knows? But I um. Are we playing sports tomorrow? I would really want to. I'm down to play sports. Are you really? Yeah. I'm down to do sports. Okay. Do sports stuff. Yeah, let's do that. Um. I do have that testing stuff in the morning. We'll get into that next episode. That's morning. Yes, but afterwards, I'm in. Did you quit singly negative? Uh, we'll do one after tomorrow. Really? Instead of bitch. Well, after sports. Yep. All right, we'll wrap it up there. I got to pee. We've been going for an hour. Thank you. I love you, Kyle. Love you too. Bye-bye.
This is life being bound to love.